friends, and welcome to Track Club, an AMF podcast. My name's Khalil, and I'm here today without my wonderful co-host, Jake, as he is, as I understand it, off on a, a tropical, almost spring adventure golfing with dolphins. So we'll be back with him later this week, and he can tell us all about that. But today, I'm here to bring you a quick race recap of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix at Jeddah Corniche Circuit. Um, I just got an ESPN app notification that read, Lewis Hamilton says Red Bull has the fastest car he's ever seen. (laughs) So I, Khalil, knew it was time to hop on here and record this because the season is moving fast and things are happening. So it it was a really fun weekend in Formula One. Um, I think folks would have to agree. Uh, Jet is a high-speed track, uh, the fastest on the calendar and the second longest. So a lot of on-track drama in qualifying and for the Grand Prix. Uh, Once again, the story for the weekend was, again, a dual headline between the Red Bulls and Fernando Fernando Alonso in his Aston Martin. Uh, Ultimately, the podium saw Checo on top, taking the checkered flag, uh, Verstappen in second place, coming from 15th on the grid, and Alonso in third after a strange controversy in which his third place was given to George Russell after Alonso was assessed a 10-second penalty for an infringement that he committed while serving another penalty in the pit box that was reported too late. Uh, the the ultimate 10 second penalty was reported too late and then successfully argued by Aston Martin. I'll talk about this a bit more, but at the end of the day, Alonso was able to celebrate that 100th career podium um, while he was still in town. And that puts him in rarefied air, so congrats to him. Uh, Yeah, it was a funny end to the weekend, and oddly, uh, some of the drivers, uh, many of them were in great spirits uh, about their results. I'm particularly thinking of Alonso and George uh, in the aftermath and confusion of that um, points and podium situation. Uh, Alonso seemingly happy wherever he ended up in, no matter how many penalties he got, just because he seemed so happy in that car. Um, And George, uh, who's very congratulatory for Alonso, uh, towards Alonso, even though he definitely would have taken that third place if you could have gotten it. Mercedes would have loved that. Two drivers who weren't too happy were Max and Lewis. Um, Max, as is his nature, um, his father, Yos Verstappen, showed us that. I'm like, I'm going to talk with Jake about that. Um, But Lewis, as well, not too happy. Although, I think Max definitely felt better after getting his fastest lap on the final lap of the race. Uh, That rubbed Checo the wrong way. Um, There were some team instructions, uh, some drama that that will definitely come to bear later in the year, or I imagine it will. We shall see. But a successful weekend for the Red Bulls. Now, I will give a quick rundown of the results from qualifying and the Grand Prix itself, and then I'll highlight uh, a few of the big moments from the weekend. Uh, And of course, I will leave uh, a little bit, uh, perhaps plenty to discuss with Jake, because I'm very much looking forward to hearing his thoughts on this. I haven't uh, spoken to him much about Saudi Arabia in general or this particular Grand Prix. So qualifying on top on pole was Checo, Sergio Perez and the Red Bull. Uh, Qualifying second was Leclerc, but he took a 10 second grid penalty or rather a 10 place grid penalty um, for a third ECU of the season, which is absurd. I'm going to get to that later as well. Uh, So Leclerc did not start in second, but he qualified second. Uh, He was followed by Alonso, who did start second. Um, Alonso and his Aston Martin having a great start to the season. Uh, Next qualifier was uh, George Russell in his Mercedes, followed by Carlos Sainz in his Ferrari, uh, then Lance Stroll in the other Aston Martin. Uh, 
Esteban Ocon in his Alpine, followed by Lewis Hamilton in the Mercedes, Oscar Piastri in the McLaren, and then Pierre Gasly rounding out the top 10 in qualifying in his Alpine. Uh, the rest of the grid for qualifying, Nico Hulkenberg in the Haas, Guan Yu Zhou in the Alfa Romeo, Kevin Magnussen in the Haas, Valtteri Bottas in the Alfa Romeo. Max Verstappen uh, in 15th had to abort a lap in Q2 and then had an engine or transmission problem. I will confirm that later in the week. But Verstappen had an issue that took him out of uh, Q2, and so he started in 15th place. Again, finished second. Uh, absurd. Great driver. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, uh, Alex Albon, uh, Nick DeVries uh, in the Alpha Tauri, Lando Norris in the McLaren, and then Logan Sargent in the Williams, uh, who did not register a time after some track limits confusion. Um, anyway, sad bottom of the grid there. But anyway, um, I need to make sure I say everyone's name correctly here because Jake is not here to help me out. I said Logan Sargent, I hope. <clears throat> For the race, victory for Sergio Perez, Checo, winning from pole uh, in the Red Bull, followed by his teammate Max Verstappen from 15th place, uh, who also got the fastest lap. Um, We'll talk more about that with Jake, but he was asked to maintain his pace by the team and decided not to. And, you know, that is a battle for the Drivers' Championship that he now leads uh, above Checo, who would have taken it had Verstappen not put that pedal to the medal. So congrats to the Red Bulls. They are both so good, winning from pole and then second and 15th place. Um, It's definitely their year. Um, also, Fernando Alonso's year in third, uh, as I mentioned, his, fourth, uh, his third place was reinstated after it was taken from him. Uh, that rounds out the podium. Uh, fourth and fifth, Russell and Hamilton in the Mercedes's. Uh, sixth and seventh, Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc um, in the Ferraris, followed by Esteban Ocon and Gasly in the Alpines, and Kevin Magnussen in the Haas, uh, bringing in some points for that team. Yuki Tsunoda in his Alpha Tauri, uh, followed by Nico Hulkenberg, followed by Guan Yu Zhou, followed by Nick, Degre- Nick DeVries, excuse me, followed by Oscar Piastri. Uh, from Logan Sargent, Lando Norris, uh, again, sad to see him solo down um, another season struggling in that car. Valtteri Bottas, uh, who should be a little higher up in that Alfa Romeo. Um, uh, and then Albon, Alexander Albon of Williams, and Lance Stroll, who did not finish due to failures. Um, now that's the race, uh, a few things we've come to expect and a few surprises, um, over the weekend, but ultimately the main story again is the Red Bull's pace and the efficiency of that car design. Um, I heard some interesting things about the DRS and the way they're really able to optimize their, uh, drag reduction in general and really fly on those straights there. So that's something we'll be watching over the season, especially with some upgrades. Uh, you know, I'm sure they won't have too much to tack on, but excited to see what happens uh, with them as well. Checo on pole uh, at the only place he's ever done that before, but uh, congrats to him and in the victory as well. Reliability concerns at first for the Red Bull and during the race itself, um, but then that consecutive one-two finish showed that they are, in fact, the team to beat and, and that this will likely be their season. It definitely will be, um, barring any um, too, too many chefs in the kitchen or something. Uh also, Leclerc's 10-place grid penalty, obviously disappointing for Ferrari, and they've got some things to sort out, but that's a third ECU of the season in the second Grand Prix of the year, which is just not great at all. It means he'll be taking penalties all season. 
Um, that's something that we've discussed here on the podcast and has been, has been talked to death in the F1 world. So obviously that needs to be addressed um, because it's foolish foolish, and, and a waste of time <laughs> for a lot of people, I think. Uh, Alonso, uh, Alonso's and Aston's stellar performance is just a sight to behold. You know, he clearly made the right call going there to Aston Martin, and he likely he might, he must have had some kind of proof from the team uh, of what they had in store for the season because that car is looking great, and he really likes it. Uh, Ferrari and Mercedes, not great cars as far as they're concerned. They don't really like it, uh, and they're still struggling to put the pieces together. Um, there is some strange combination, however, of negativity and optimism from both teams. Um, you know, I think ultimately they know that they're driving incredibly. Uh, competitively um, when it really comes down to it, but Red Bull's blowing them out of the water and it's really hard to come back every weekend when you're struggling uh, relatively so badly. So both of those teams, Ferrari and Mercedes, are showing their relative strengths at various points during the weekend and earning points. So we'll see what upgrades uh, and time bring for them over the course of the season and the weeks to come. Now, the midfield battle rages on. Uh, Alpine is showing themselves... uh, to have the most promise, perhaps, after Aston Martin, uh, Esteban Ocon, and Pierre Gasly being two drivers in the middle of their careers who uh, have the knowledge and experience to help develop a car and also the consistency to put in the, the performances on the race weekends. So we'll be watching them. Uh, Alfa Romeo, Haas, and AlphaTauri all showing sparks occasionally um, and the potential to turn a chapter this season. So we'll see. However, McLaren's struggles continue, and that is not fun to watch. Um uh, as well as uh, Williams down at the bottom of the grid, uh, a couple of young driver lineups and, and, and cars that just can't do the job. So at the end of the day, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix uh, was another weekend for Red Bull to confirm their dominance. Uh, and that seems to be what we're looking forward to this season. Uh, again, we will give you the breaking report here in the track club in a few weeks, congratulating Max on his imminent victory. And we will send an edible arrangement to him and his dad, Yos. Yas. Um, now, Alonso, all things worked out for him this weekend to show that he and Aston are the real deal. Uh, the beginning of the season was clearly not a fluke, uh, and they have a great car on their hands. Uh, the teams that should be battling them and Red Bull at the top are struggling. Uh, that's Ferrari, Ferrari and Mercedes. So this may become a battle of the Bulls with Checo and Max duking out at the end of the season or just Max driving away with it again. Um, but anyway, Jeddah was an awesome track. I like it personally. They had some made some quality of life improvements this year that made, uh, to the walls and curbing that we'll get to um, later in the week that made it for some great racing. And I'm encouraged for the rest of the season because the drivers all seem hungry and the teams are finding uh, a lot to work with um, on these cars week to week so far. And, and there will be definitely be some interesting battles and drama this season from all angles, I do predict. Now, the next race is in Australia, down under, uh, March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd. That means another two-week break. Uh, we here at the Track Club will likely have another couple of episodes to you by then, um, including, uh, definitely including a more complete conversation about this past weekend with the great Jake May, and perhaps part two of our Drive to Survive review with Phoebe May. Um, now, since I'm here um, sans Jake, um, I need to say, we need to get Phoebe on board as a correspondent for this podcast and this racing team, um, of course, of which Jake is the Toto. So any ideas on recruiting um, and getting Phoebe on a contract over here, uh, e- even a Danny Rick-style reserve situation, please uh, hit my line. It's always open. Um, need that strong team. 
Anyway, thank you all for joining me for this quickie of an episode. Uh, I will be back later in the week with Jake to talk more F1, um, perhaps inject some popular culture, um, but definitely some general tomfoolery, as always, here on the Track Club. Uh, Thanks for listening. Take care. Uh, I need a a schnazzy sign-off for moments like this, but goodbye. Thank you.